Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Such an honour. You know, 2020 was a year of change. And some people would say it's like you've got taken two steps forward and then taken three steps back. And I don't know where you're at, but I, I find sometimes as if you've been pushing and you've been trying to move forward, but you... Even though you're moving forward in God, with what you're trying to achieve, you've moved forward, but then you've had to take a step back. And, and I stand there now probably in the same place as I was maybe in the beginning of 2020 in some ways, for church-wise. Not me personally, but church-wise. I'm saying, God, what are you trying to teach us? 2020 was a year that was probably frustrating for a lot of people. Some people it was blessed year, but frustrating for a lot of people. And 2021 is going to have its challenges as well. But I feel, and if, if you know anything about teams and how to build teams, there's this statement that says, um, how does it go? Forming, storming, norming and performing. And I felt like last year, all our norms and everything we knew was, was normal was sort of broken up. Our perceptions of what life was like, we couldn't travel. As a church, we couldn't hug each other anymore. Martin, you'll be very sad about that wherever you are. we couldn't play football we couldn't do all these things that that was part of our life and our lifestyle we couldn't even meet when we had a wedding we could only meet with 10 people everything was thrown up in the air even last weekend I had to go back into lockdown because I went to Brisbane and the the uncertainties are here in our lives and and it's, it's like even though we're going on as normal there's this underlaying layer that says it's not normal and I'm thinking was that when we were being formed? Formed in this new normal? I don't know what that is. And it's the storming thing that goes on in our lives. We were saying, I don't like that. But there's a storming goes on. And we're saying, what is our new normal? Because it's not me. This is, this is not me. But I think for 2021, if you've been gone through the forming and the storming stage, well, then what's the next stage? Norming. Norming. What is our norms? Was your relationship with God, was it broken? Was it changed in 2020 or did it stay the same? Was it challenged? Were the things you believed challenged? Was what you did challenged? The way you you worked out your faith, was it challenged? And if it is, have you got some norms that, that were unshakable, just as we sang? The norms that God loves me, the norms that God's gonna be there for me, even though my world is different, my norm is the same because that's who I am in God. My outside norm might have changed, but my inside norm has not changed because I've got the Spirit of God living inside of me. And out of that, then what comes? Performing. And I'm not talking about a dance on the stage or we get up and we watch a play. I'm talking about will we perform in God, we know who we are, and we can walk in and we can do exactly what God wants us to do. And I think 2021 is going to be that for us. Even though it's not going to be the same as what it was, and we've been through 2020, I think 2021 has got endless possibilities for us. If, if we know what our norms are, we're not swayed by what the world says, we know who we are, then we can perform. You know, you're a child of the King. Child of the King. I was thinking about 2021 and I was thinking, what's some... some things I can say about 21, I look through the Jewish calendar, I look through all sorts of stuff for words, and I couldn't really find anything for for 21. But one thing I did find for 21 
was when you lived in the medieval times. When you were age seven, you became a page. And it meant that you learned, learned all about, and not an Emily page, but you became a page. <laughs> and when you were a page, you learned about what it meant to be a knight. You learned all about what it meant to hold armor, what it meant to hold a sword, what it meant to go out and to do battle. You learned about chivalry. You learned about laying down your life for the greater cause. And, and the page was the one who learned about all this. And then at age 14, so at seven you're a page. At age 14, you're a squire. And when you're a squire, you're actually allowed to go out with the knights into battle and you used to hold the, the armor for them they couldn't hold. You would support them during battle. If they fell over, you would help, you would lift them up because they were too, too heavy to, to, to get back up themselves. If they were injured, you were the ones who dragged them off to, to, to get them looked to, or otherwise you were the one who had to possibly lay the last deaths on them because they were dying at battle. And if you made it through from age seven, and if you went through age 14 where you're a page, when you turned 21 in 2021, when you were 21, you became a knight. You were knighted. There was a sword placed upon your shoulder, and you were given the rights to go into battle. You were given the right to go out and to take territories. You were given the right to go out and do something important for God. You were able to put on your armor, and you were able to go out and to work and to do what you are always meant to do. That you were, From the age of seven, you started your training. 21. Can we imagine for 2021 that each and every one of us, we're going to become knights. We're going to stand up in our families. We're going to be the ones who are going to transform our families to be the ones who are going to live for God. We're going to go out and we're going to take our neighborhoods. We're going to be the ones who, who go out and help the oppressed. We're going to be the ones who go out and heal, feed the sick. We're going to be the ones that stand up of our mundane, we're just helping people, to actually stand out from the background and to go out and to start to be knights ourselves. I would love that. Wouldn't that be a great philosophy for 2021? Can you imagine yourselves? There's a there's the God standing here right now and he's got a sword and he's, he's knighting people for 2021. What a vision for 2021 that we're going to take up what we're always meant to be and go out and, and to pursue what God wanted us to do. If we're going to be a knight... What does that mean? Caleb was talking before the service and he was saying that God's presence is always with us, which he is. But if you know the stories about the Bible, and I'm not sure how many of you know the stories, but there was a, a man named Moses and there was a chosen people, the children of Israel, and they were chosen to come out of bondage and move to the promised land and this man Moses was chosen to lead them. And he, he had the opportunity and I'd say, Lord, I'd love to do it, but then I'd say... I'm not sure I'd love to do it, but he had the opportunity to go up to Mount Sinai and to spend 40 days in God's presence, alone with God in God's presence. And God spoke to him and, and told him exactly the plans and how to, how to lead this nation. He, he gave him the commandments of how to do it well. The very first thing he said to them as, as he went up to this, this mountaintop is he said, you will have no other idols before me. And when he's up there after the end of 40 days, what does God say at the end of 40 days? He talks to, his, to his Moses and he says, the people have made an idol. He comes down and cut a long story short, a lot of people paid, paid the price with their lives. But Moses brings back the presence of God into the people. He was the one that spent time with, with, in the presence of God and he brings the presence of God back to the people. 
I need your presence, Lord God. I need your presence. Because God makes this statement to Moses. And I pray, Lord God, this is not us. He says, you can go to a place of milk and honey, but I'm not going with you. He makes a statement to his people. He's already chosen a land for them, a land where they're going to go to, a land of milk and honey where there's abundance and more than enough. But he says, because you're a stiff-necked people, I'm not going to go with you. And aren't we so lucky that Jesus died for us and so we've been set free from all that, that we have his presence living inside of us. But God, it challenges me that I might not just pursue the milk and honey and pursue the good things and forget about his presence or miss his presence because I need his presence with me all day, every day. So my question is first question today, and I had a couple of questions that have probably skipped and gone all over the place. Are they up there, Crispy? Yeah, is there one thing that you missed from 2020? Is there one thing that you missed from 2020? I don't have a lot that I really missed from 2020. But is there one thing you missed from 2020, if you've got that in your mind? The next question is, what is the one thing you desire for 2021? And I asked myself that question, and I was thinking, what is the one thing I desire most for 2021? And I don't want to be like the children of Israel that had milk and they had honey and they had bountiful blessings, but they didn't have God's presence walking with them. So the one thing I want for 2021 is I want God's presence. I want to have God's presence with me that when I go to the land flowing with milk and honey and I go to where he wants me to go, I'm going to carry God's presence with me. I'm not going to leave it behind. I'm going to have it in my life. And so wherever I go, I'm going to be blessed. See, in Exodus 33, 12 to 16, Moses is talking to the children, to God, and he says to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring these people, but you have not let, let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and he knows you by name. And you've also found favor in my sight. Now therefore, if I've found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways, that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider too that this nation is your people. God, we're your people. We're your people. We're your people. And he said, this is God, my presence will not go with you will go with you and I will give you rest. God, Lord, I pray that for each and every one of us, that his presence will go with us and he will give us rest, rest from the tough situations, to find places of peace, to find places where we can find rest and we can find blessing, even amongst the turmoil, Lord. And he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. God, if your presence does not go with us for 2021, don't move us from here, Lord, I pray. God, we need your presence. God, we need your presence. For how shall it be known if I have found favor in your sight? I and your people, is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct? What makes us distinct from everyone else on earth? We've got good people out in the community. Good people. But what is the distinction between us and them? It's the presence of God upon our lives. The presence of God living with us and within us. So that we are distinct. I own your people from every other person on the face of the earth. God, I want to be good, but I want your presence. There's a story in 2 Samuel. And if you know the story, it's about this man called Obed-Edom. 
and the ark that the Israelites had held the presence of God and the Philistines had taken it away. And when they put it in their temples, the symbols in their temples that the idols fell down when they bought the ark in because it had so much power. If you've, if you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, by which you probably all know, you've probably seen a bit of a taste of it. That was based on truth. Probably not exactly as they put it, but it was based on truth. And they bring the Ark of the Covenant back to Israel because the Philistines couldn't handle it because it was destroying them. So they bring it back. And King David decides he wants to bring it back to their city, Jerusalem. And as he's bringing it back, one man puts his hand up and touches the Ark. And he dies because there's so much power in the Ark. And so David gets scared. This man is a mighty warrior. He's a man who's done exploits for God. And here he finds himself in the position of being scared of something. He's scared of God's presence. And so he throws it, or doesn't throw it, but he leaves it at this house of Obed-Edom. This man was a Gittite. Says he was a Levite, which means he used to serve in the temple. And this ark is left in his house. This man took the ark on with no hesitation. Even though David was too scared to, to take it on, this man had no hesitation at accepting the Ark of the Covenant, God's presence into his house. He wanted God's presence into his house, and he allows God's presence to come into his house. This man, can you imagine what it's like? He didn't want to die either. I wonder what he did. I wonder if he got down on his knees and worshipped God like he'd never worshipped before. I wonder if this was a life and death situation before the presence of God where he got on his knees and said, I'm going to worship you. In whatever situation this is, I'm going to worship you. According to tradition, he would take a candle, a new candle, every morning. He would take the old candle away and he would remove it from his house. And he would bring a new candle and light it in the morning. It would burn all day. Then he would take that candle in the morning and he would move it from his house and he would take a new candle and he'd put it back in his house at night and light it so there'd be another candle burning all night. Can I say to us, how many have lit a candle years and years and years ago and it's still sitting? It's still sitting. Maybe it's still burning, but maybe it's dead. Oh, but eat them every morning. There was something new every morning he presented to the Lord. Something new every morning. Every morning and every night where he spent time in God's presence where he set a new candle, a new candle with a new flame in God's presence. He wasn't willing just to have the old candle sitting there or leave the old candle. He pulled it out and removed it from his house and put a new candle. Can we be like that? Every morning, every night, new mercies I see. God in your presence. In your presence. You know, God must have been pleased with the face of Obed-Edom. Can you imagine there's a desert? Everything is bleak. Just sand and, and maybe a little tree every now and then sticking up. And in this desert, there's one green patch. And it just so happens this green patch is in the borders of this house of Obed-Edom. And King David, King David notices what's going on. He notices this blessing on this man. And he, so he goes back to the house of Edom and he says, I'm not leaving this ark of the covenant. I'm not leaving God's presence back in your house because I want God's presence in my house. And so he goes back and he he takes Obed-Edom with him and they usher the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. Who was one of the worshippers that were worshipping as the Ark went back to Jerusalem? None other but Obed-Edom. He wouldn't stay in his house even where there was blessing. 
even where the grass was green, even where in that stage of his life, it says he'd had eight children, eight sons. I know that he couldn't have eight sons in three months, but they say maybe there was one son to his wife, and all his, his siblings, all his, his ch- children had had children at that time. Eight new sons born at that time were God blessed. And if you know tradition, there is nothing like having a son in their tradition. Eight sons born to him during that time. And he, he was willing to leave, and I imagine he had herds, he had cattle, he was blessed beyond measure. And here he was, this man that was leaving it all behind because he wanted to worship in the presence of God. And he follows the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, back to Jerusalem, back to the place where the presence of God is. And even when he gets back to Jerusalem, he finds himself as a gatekeeper. A gatekeeper. He was the one that, that chose who went into God's presence and who had to stay out. He kept, he kept the Ark of the Covenant safe. A man who was so changed and so tainted by the presence of God, he couldn't live life the same. He couldn't stay back in his farm. He couldn't stay back probably where his household and his, his land was gone back generation after generation after generation. And here was this man that chose God's presence above every other thing. Supernatural touch. It says that he does not go himself, but 62 of his family went with him. And they sat and they worshipped God. Him and his household, and they were blessed. Back to Moses. Moses spent times in God's presence, and we know the story that when he came down from God's presence, his face actually shone with the glory of God. As he spent time in God's presence, he would leave the camp where all the people stood out in the wilderness, and he would go out to the tent of meeting outside the camp to spend time in God's presence, where in those times during the day, we know there was a a pillar of cloud, and by night there was a pillar of fire above the tent of meeting. And that's where Moses would sit in God's presence because he knew when he spent time in God's presence, he would carry God's glory out into the rest of to the camp. And they would see God's presence on him. They would see the cloud of glory. And it says the people, as the, as the cloud fell, they would worship. They would worship their God because they saw the presence of God. They knew the presence of God. Moses went to the, to, to the tent of meeting to find the presence of God and he would come back to the camp and take it to the people. You know, how can we get into God's presence? I only know there's one way, and that's time. Time and prayer. Time and praise. Time and worship. Time to read. Time to meditate on his word. And not just once. Can we make it there's going to be a new candle? A new candle every morning. A new candle every night. Where I'm going to spend time in your presence. And out of your presence, you're going to be with me throughout the day. You're going to be with me through the night. No more am I going to question my faith. Because I know your presence. I know the presence of God. That God, that our, the presence of God will be our lifestyle. The word be as, as 20 years ago, the, the Tommy Tennies or whoever it was, who was a God chaser. Yeah. We'll be chasers of his presence and chasers of God. 
Not chases of anything else, but just his presence. David, King David writes years later in Psalm 139, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I free from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol or Hal, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you form my inward parts, he knows you. You knitted me together in my mother's wombs. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are for your works. My soul knows it very well. Can I ask the question again? For 2021, what is the one thing you are not going to miss? What is the one thing you're going to say, no matter all, no matter what else happens in this year, no matter what turmoil happens, if COVID comes back or if COVID does not come back, if I'm in lockdown or if I'm not in lockdown, if I lose my job or if I've got my job, if I lose my health or I have my health, am I still going to light a candle every morning? Am I still going to light a candle every night? And am I still going to spend time with my God? One thing I've asked for the Lord, that I will seek after the moment, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. See, David had tasted God. And once he was tasted God, he was done for everything else. And he needed God's presence. This presence of God, it makes the hard things easy. It makes the doubt fade. And even if I'm saying that there's people here right now and they're questioning in their minds saying, I've tried that, it didn't work. I've tried to press into your presence and I couldn't find your presence. Even as I'm saying that now, some people are questioning and saying, what is your presence? What is this thing? It's this peace that goes beyond understanding. It's this underlying strength that sits in your life that you just can't, it, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's this time where you take those moments in the turmoil where you stop and you're turning, it. all you can face is this, you take the physical chance to turn into another direction and focus on God and somehow this peace just floods your life. Somehow you change because you've been in his presence. Somehow it just happens. And the covenant relationship that was always there becomes real to you. See, God's presence is everywhere. But even though its presence is everywhere, it's in the air we breathe that holds us very well together. There's those moments where we have the manifest presence in our lives where it comes and it falls upon us and we feel him upon us. My soul longs. Yes, it faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh thinks of joy to living God. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does we, he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Oh God, as the team comes back, what is the one thing that you desire for 2021? God, my one thing, my one thing is to walk this life well in your presence.
God, that I might not run ahead of your presence. God, that I might not, might not leave you behind. God, that I might not forget you and, and let time be my greatest enemy where over time, Lord, I've let things slip, Lord. And when I've let things slip where I don't feel your presence any longer. God, let not be the one, Lord God, that has chosen, chosen to walk away from your presence. But God, help me to be the one that has chosen to step into your presence, to step into your forgiveness, to step into your mercy, to step into your grace, to step into your power, to step into your authority, to step into your love, Lord. The Lord, that I might be transformed, that I might not just do things the way I've always done them, Lord God, but I might be like Obed-Edom to leave the stuff behind, Lord, and Lord, to make the decision to follow your presence wherever that leads me. God, that I might not just carry your presence, but God, wherever I go, Lord, I might transform the atmosphere of wherever I go. And the presence of God would come with me, Lord God, so whatever room I'm in, the presence of God is there. God, that as I touch people, their bodies would be healed by faith. God, that as I speak to people, Lord, the lies would fall off and their their minds would be transformed. And I pray this for everyone here too, Lord, I pray. That God, 2021, we would be knights for your kingdom. 2021, we would carry your presence wherever we go. You know, this service this morning, we haven't been able to to pray for anybody all through COVID. But finally, we're allowed to pray for people. Finally, we're allowed to lay hands on people. As the Lord dictates, you know, we've gone by the laws of the land. And I believe because we've gone by the laws of the land, that, that gives us a blessing. We haven't broken laws. We haven't done anything else. But this morning, we can pray for people. So I like to say, after a thought like this, I can't leave this moment without saying, if you don't know what the presence of God is like, I would love to pray for you this morning, and the team would love to pray for you this morning, that you feel the God's presence upon your life. Because when you get a taste of God's presence and how sweet it is, You'll come back for more and you'll come back for more and you'll come back for more. It won't be a chore to light that candle every morning because you'll be not waiting to get to the place where you can light that candle every morning to be in His presence. I'd also love to pray for you this morning if there's sickness in your body. If you've got needs and wants, we'd love to pray for you this morning that God's going to come and He's going to touch you in your area of need. The body of Christ. You know, as we carry His presence, it flows through us and it touches others. It sets people free. The things that were impossible, all of a sudden are possible because God is in the mix. So today, as as we sing a song, I would love you to pray if you want to sit in your seat. But if not, I'd love you to come out and we'd love to pray for you. Just for a couple of minutes, can we sing a worship song? I pray. Lord, even as we come and we're going to pray for people at the altar. Lord, I ask, Lord, for Oda Beatums all upon this, this place, Lord. 
in every seat, Lord, every person that's here, Lord, I pray. I pray in the same spirit that that man had, had would fall upon all of us, Lord, I pray. That each and every one of us would be transformed, Lord. We would not be happy, Lord, until we're in your presence, Lord God, and we carry your presence wherever we go. And if you're here this morning, if you don't know God, if you've fallen away from God, we would love, we would love to introduce you to our God. If you're in that case this morning, it's going to be an opportunity to respond. But as we stand this morning, we'd love to pray for you this morning, if you'd love prayer. And I believe, by faith, that God's going to supernaturally do something in your life this morning. God is going to do something supernatural in your life this morning. I know He will. I know He will. Let's worship our God.